It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And our merch store, onthefinside.threadless.com. It is the week before the NFL draft, and Paul and I are going position by position, taking a look at the Dolphins roster as well as these positional groups. Here we are with running backs today. And, you know, we're going to skip past a lot of names here because running back is not a huge need for the Dolphins with Kenyon Drake and Kalen Blage on the depth chart, but they did lose Frank Gore and Sonoris Perry to the Bills, as well as Brandon Bolden to the Patriots. So, taking a look here at this list, Paul, you know, it, it looks like we can bypass really five players. And number one, Josh Jacobs from Alabama. Really like him, but it looks like he's going to go late first, early second. I don't see the Dolphins positioning themselves to get a player like that. His college teammate, Damian Harris, a little bit more of a bell cow in the Carlos Hyde mode. Um, he would really have to jump to that fourth round area to be a consideration. Miles Sanders is was Saquon Barkley's backup last year at Penn State, has moved up throughout the draft process into that second round. And... Also, Devin Singletary from Florida Atlantic has moved a little bit down the board. He could be somebody there in the fourth round, but I don't even see the Dolphins taking a running back that high. So uh, a lot of names to go through. We're going to bypass a lot of them. Another one is David Montgomery from Iowa State, a very well-rounded running back who can catch, he can run, he can block, he fits that mold, but... Again, probably in the second round, it doesn't seem like the Dolphins are going to make the choice there. It looks like they're going to be focusing a little bit more on in that mid to late round area if they are going to target running backs. Yeah, and, and it's funny you mentioned something. One thing that I, I want to say that's outside of the running back piece, because we all know Miami's not in huge need of a running back. They've got other needs in the trenches. We'll, we'll get to that in some of our later shows. but really anybody that is moving up the board during the draft process, not from their play, not from anything else, but for how they, how they do in shorts and how they do sitting across the desk from somebody, unless I'm already high on that player from what I've seen on tape and other people are just catching on. I typically try to stay away from that buzz. I, I don't know about you, but it's, it doesn't typically end well when you get a guy that, that tends to upgrade himself in the off season and not in the season, but that's just my own perspective. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think the running back position on film is the easiest to evaluate because the reason that, that these running backs usually have a lot of success when they come in the NFL, as long as they can pass block, which gets them on the field, then they're able to, they're not doing much different than they did in college. You know, they, they grab the ball and they run. I mean, that's pretty much it, and it's pretty easy to evaluate. So if you look at game tape of some of these players that we're talking about, usually the player they are in college tends to be the player they are in the NFL unless they have injury problems or unless something slips up. But before we move on to really that second tier of running backs, I have an ax to grind not only against two players in this draft, but against really Dolphins Twitter in general, is that every year 
when a player like Bryce Love or Damian Harris goes back in the draft, plays their senior year, and graduates, I come out and say, that is a stupid decision. You could have been a first or a second round pick. You go back, you put more carries on your on your record, you get worn down more, and then if something happens, then you're going to be a fourth or a fifth round pick, which I think Bryce Love is going to be. I think Damian Harris is going to go a little bit higher, but yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that, but you can go back to college anytime you want and get your degree. I, I do agree with that part of things, um, but I, I will say, too, I think you're going to see more and more where the Dolphins end up um, going after some of these guys that put that effort in to go after the degree, put that effort in to be a better all-around person based around what I can tell uh, from really from the coaching staff now. It's, they seem to be a group that goes after effort when it comes to, to players and after intelligence and after guys with heart. And that's something that you may see a lot more of as, as this comes along. So I know you've got the ax to grind here, but at the same time, it's something that we may see the dolphins pursue. I would like to see that effort on the football field early without them getting back in the classroom until later. I mean, I, I mean, Bryce Love is a perfect example. I mean, the guy is second in Heisman Trophy last year and then goes back, he gets hurt, and now he's projected to be a fourth or a fifth-round pick. I think these guys are football players. They can always go back to college. So I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek and saying I don't respect it. Of course, they're good people. You know, a lot of times they promise to their parents they're going to go back, they work for it, et cetera. Anyway, we spent a little bit too much time on that. Sorry I went down that track there. But let's take a look at this second tier of running backs. That, you know, and I think we're in agreement, Paul, that if the Dolphins do draft a running back anywhere here in this spot, they have to be a lot different than Kalen Bellage and Kenyon Drake. And I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, Drake and Bellage, skill set wise, they, they have some differences, but they're fast for their size. They they can break the long run at any time, but they're not that power back slash blocker type in the NFL draft. And I think that's what the Dolphins are going to have to be targeting here. If and when they look at a running back, whether that's in the fifth round, the seventh round, or as an undrafted free agent. I'm completely with you there. I think it was like two weeks ago. I, I remember t- having a conversation with you off the air and, and basically saying like, hey, look, if you spot anybody in your research that's an absolute battering ram, let me know because those are the guys that I'm looking at because that that's the one area at running back that Miami has a need. I know Kalen Balazs is built like Frankenstein and, and, and is a speed guy, but he really is not a guy that's going to sit there at the one-yard line and, and hammer the ball in between the tackles. And, and that's what Miami is missing at the running back position. You saw a little bit of <clears> – <throat> finesse with that role from Brandon Bolden last year, but obviously he's gone at this point. So that's something that Miami could really use in this draft. And I know for me, with a lot of the guys I looked at, uh, one of the guys that stood out was Benny Snell from Kentucky. I mean, he's 5'10", 224. He only runs a 4'6", at the running back position, which seems slow, but he definitely plays faster. And he's not a guy that you are going to tackle with an arm. He he always seems to fall forward. He always seems to bounce off two or three guys as he goes. 
and he's a lot quicker than you think. I mean, it, it's you don't see him catch a lot of balls out of the back, backfield. He's got great vision and burst, and, and really the only bad part I have with him is he's not going to be the bell cow with Miami. He, he isn't. And he's a guy that's going to be mouthy from the sidelines if he's not getting his carries, if he feels slighted and he's not getting his touches. And and that may be something that rubs his coaching staff wrong. But if they can teach him to swallow that, he could definitely have a huge role with this team. Yeah, and when you look at his production over the last few years, I mean, Kentucky is not a small school anymore as far as football. I mean, over the last two years, almost 2,800 yards rushing and 35 touchdowns at Kentucky. So very good in between the tackles. Didn't test out very well, but that's not a big surprise. So that that's one name to keep an eye on. Could be available in the mid to late rounds. A couple of guys I'm looking at, too, are uh, Travion Williams from – Texas A&M. This is a player throughout the process that really grew on me. The more tape I watch, the more I like. He doesn't stand out in a particular area, but he's really good in all facets of the game. And so if you're looking to keep a guy on the field on third down and you're looking to keep a guy there in two running back sets, I think Williams could be that type of player. Wouldn't surprise me if he fell into that fifth round area. Um, Somebody else that, that caught my eye Two was Ryquell Armstead. This is somebody who's moved up a little bit more throughout the process. He ran a 4.45 at 22 bench press reps. I typically wouldn't bring that up as much, except it really shows up on tape. And I'm not going to throw out the name Ladanian Tomlinson, but there's a trait that he has that reminds me of Tomlinson a lot. When he gets the ball, he's almost so quick into the hole that he doesn't let his block set up, which can sometimes cause some problems, but I don't know about you, but I'd rather see a running back take the ball and get so quickly upfield that he's got four or five yards before anybody really even knows what's happening. So those are a few guys, too. Uh, who else jumped out at you, Paul? One guy I'd really urge a lot of Dolphins fans to go out and look at, and again, I know we're urging them to look at the second and third tier here, but L.J. Scott out of Michigan State, I mean, he's, he's again, almost – identical size-wise to, to Benny Snell, who I already talked about, but he runs a four four seven. The kid has amazing field vision. You just watch the patience as he runs behind his blockers and, and waits for the hole and then just explodes out of it. If somebody happens to be there, he tends to explode through the, t- the first one or two tackles, drag guys down the field. You'll see multiple times you see him dragging five or six guys and then breaking out of it and taking off with the ball. I mean, there's there's really truly a lot to like if you watch this kid's tape. I mean it, it's he's a maximum effort player and he's a very aggressive blocker as well, which is something I, I know we want to see from the position. Absolutely, and even if the Dolphins don't go that power running back slash blocker route, if they're looking to stockpile their roster with receiving running backs. I think there are a couple of guys available too. Two that really caught my eye. James Williams from Washington State. He really fluidly catches the ball. He had 83 catches last year, 71 the year before that. So, And he played in Mike Leach's offense at Washington State, played with Luke Falk the year before that. So he really understands the concepts of the passing game. I could see him being one of those seventh-round picks where he comes in and he plays really, really well and gets on the field quickly because he can simply catch the ball, and it's 
it's it's a skill that these Dolphins running backs probably need in this offense if it's going to be anything like the Patriots offense. Another one is Daryl Henderson's backup at Memphis, and that's Tony Pollard. I watched two games of him, and I looked at him and I said, this guy looks exactly like former Dolphins running back Travis Minor from about 15 years ago, where he's about six foot, 210 pounds. He's not very thick, but very good in the passing game too. And he just finds ways to get, to get open underneath. So that's somebody else I think the Dolphins may consider. A few names that I really have to cross off my list in those middle rounds are some of those faster running backs, like Bryce Love, like Daryl Henderson, like Justice Hill, like Rodney Anderson. And the reason for that is even though I see a lot of good qualities in these backs, they're too much built like Kalen Balage and Kenyon Drake. And at that point, I think you're just throwing another one onto the pile in the, four, in, you know, the third, fourth, or fifth round. No, I agree with you there. I mean, it's Miami needs to go different if they're going to look at the running back position. They need to add a different skill set, whether it's a bruiser, whether it's somebody that's going to be a phenomenal kick returner, um, you know, something along those lines I can understand. Uh, one last guy that I do want to talk about real quick, it's I'm going way down to the undrafted tier possibly or potentially one of those back-to-back seventh-rounders that Miami's got right now. Uh, Divine Ozigbo out of, out of Nebraska. If you watch his tape, forget numbers, forget the fact that he ran a four six. Watch his tape. He is absolutely explosive, and it, it's kind of funny. When I was taking my notes, looking at players and things like that, I wrote down messy to tackle, and it, it's because he truly is. You'll see him shake guys. You'll see him elude guys. But then you'll see just plays where he's dragging guys and shaking them off and throwing them off. And and just he makes tacklers look sloppy when they come in the right way. And you're not going to tackle him in his legs. And and really, he plays so much faster than than what that 4-6 time said. And I know we see that a lot every year. And people tend to, as the draft gets bigger and bigger, I mean, this year it's on ABC hosted by Robin Roberts, for for God's sake. Um, but you see people dive more and more into the numbers and less and less into the tape, and it's a shame because you tend to miss out on players like a Zigbo that really he could come in and have a role carved out from day one, and he's going to get you those short yardage carries. He's going to make things happen with his legs. Yeah, and amazingly, he was not invited to the NFL Draft Combine either. He was he went to East White, the, the excuse me the Shrine Game, the East West Shrine Game, and was one of the stars there. And he moved from maybe an undrafted late round free agent, maybe into that fifth round area where the Dolphins could be looking at a running back. So yeah, we've we've gone over a couple of names here. Another one is Alexander Madison from uh, Boise State. He um, he kind of looks the part as far as he almost has that David Johnson look to him. He's got very good size. He's about six foot tall, 215 pounds. Looks bigger. Very productive at Boise State last year. Ran for over 1,400 yards. And again, if you're looking for that contrast from Kenyon Drake and Kalen Balage, I think this guy might be somebody that you take a look at. On my list of running backs, as far as draftable players, I had about 30 names. I don't think 30 players will get drafted. That tends to work out in the Dolphins' favor because 
unless they add somebody as a veteran right after the draft, which I don't see happening, then there could be a lot of undrafted free agent spots available. Maybe the Dolphins can carry three or four running backs, and they can find two good undrafted free agents too. Completely agree with that. I mean, it, it's once you hit that undrafted pile, I, I'm all for sign and drag as many guys as you can in that you think have value to help you out, no matter what their position is. It's inevitably you could find a late round steal like the Broncos did last year at the running back position. You know, I mean, it, it's you just never ever know. And and at that point, more than any other, it's sign the best available player that's going to sign with you and sell the hell out of it to them to to get them in the door because there's a lot of talent that goes undrafted that can come in and help you out we see it each and every year yeah philip Lindsay out of colorado was not only productive but he was a pro bowl running back as an undrafted player so that's not the norm but there are some spots here the dolphins can get a late round player get an undrafted free agent player that fits their scheme a lot better That will do it for our breakdown of the running back position as we continue to go through the NFL draft process in preparation for April 25th through 27th. You can follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store on thefinside.threadless.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. side. It ain't the left side, left side. or the right, right side. side. And it must be the fin side. Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.